This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Oh, my son so. asked me if Andrew Marr was rich when he was on the telly the other day. You could ask that about everyone who's on the telly. I know, I said, I think we should nip this in the bus. Well, <laughs> actually, I used to ask that. My father once told me that was the only question I would ask. I would say, is he rich and does he like children? Oh, that's nice. We used to, if my dad was about to turn off something off the telly that um, we wanted to watch, we'd say he's a good Catholic, of course. <laughs> my dad we managed to convince my dad I think my dad actually he always maintained that Muhammad Ali was a good Catholic yeah, despite oh. quite a lot of evidence yeah, quite the contrary. a lot of evidence <laughs> yeah but um, it, I think he thought someone that good <laughs> <laughs> oh dear I, I noticed um, Ross Buchanan was on uh, before me I think thank you Ross for the show, and uh, he played uh, he played life on. Uh, well, they, they're supposed to do that. He's supposed to thank the person. Yeah, it's just not very you. No, I like it. I like the idea of being in some fabulous radio relay where the baton is passed on from presenter. Also, to presenter. Al, do you like the way he goes on sotto voce? Yeah. He says, uh, Ross Buchanan. Yeah, well, you know, completely intimate. <laughs> also, 11, <laughs> y- 11 years into doing radio, he starts thanking the previous show. Exactly. Well, I can't thank them all. Some of them are no longer with us. Some of the previous ones. Um, I don't mean, um, I mean, not with absolute, I don't think anyone has actually they passed. Had, they had, they had to leave. So, so, I mean, there's, there's a few who've uh, disappeared. Anyway, re, um, <laughs> re Ross Buchanan. Yeah, he played um, Life on Mars by um, David Bowie. Now, Life on Mars has long been, every time it's played, every time I hear it, I always think that's a great song. You know, sometimes songs, even when amazing songs, sort of fade. Some of the Nirvana stuff, which I always mm-hmm. thought was a masterpiece, just in recent years, I've sort of heard it enough now. But Life on Mars, and yet... I saw it on the list, on the absolute listings. It has never occurred to me before that Life on Mars has got a question mark in the title. Oh. Oh. So I've been saying it wrong my whole life. It should be. (laughs) Life on Mars. Yeah, that's good. That's a, so. From now on. Also, can I just yeah. say that was a good bit of acting when you did that. Thanks, thanks very much. Yeah. I, it you know, made me wonder. When you Is have that... one of your um, <laughs> when you have one of your little auditions, Frank, that'd be a good. Oh, I I'm just re- saying I as a friend. Really, I, I don't really get those. You do, no, Frank. I don't People really. love your work. I um. I, you did I that think, American, didn't you? That was a nice read you did. I think, uh, unless they do uh, Roy Hodgson, the biopic, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't think I'll be... Co- I, the, the, the human face is... It's unwatchable. It's a certain... <laughs> it's a certain, a certain vintage. I think it, it's, it's best left. People don't want it in their life. No. <laughs> General Director of the BBC. <laughs> I woke up this morning, there was something tickling my face, and my hair is longer nowadays. As anyone who, uh, if you look at the trailer for my poetry podcast, you, you'll see. Um, but it was on my face, and I thought there was a possibility it could be a cobweb. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when you know things are getting bad. 
I actually slept for a week, woke up covered in cobwebs. <laughs> horrible thought. Anyway, what else is happening? I'd like to share something with you both. Oh, is it sweet? No. OK. Uh, this is a missive we had in from Mindy. And I found this rather heartwarming. Sorry, there's one thing I've got to do here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, dopey me! <laughs> sorry, I had to do a Morgan Mindy. That thing. was for any Gen Zers or Millennials. That was a Morgan Mindy reference. I'm sorry, Mindy, because you must get that a lot. But, I reckon. Um, well, from the tone of Mindy's email, I think she'd appreciate it because okay. she sounds. Uh, I love Mindy. I'm she not sounds like fun, fun, fun. Spoiler alert, I'm a big fan of Mindy's. Listen to this. Hi, FEA. Yesterday at work, I was called into an office and told that I'm up for redundancy, oh, which no. was a real shock. As I was listening to the explanation, my eyes wandered over to a map on the wall of London and the home counties and rested on Coolston. <laughs> and I nearly burst out laughing. <laughs> After that... I felt like I could be Coolston about the whole thing. That's brilliant. Praise redacted. Should I say, we we decided last week that Coolston... We. um, Uh, We. Okay. In in Pulp Fiction, I think Samuel L. Jackson's character um, decides that cool and the gang is the way you say things are cool. Um, so I've I've um, I've gone for Coulston as our own version. How lovely that we could help Mindy's moment of um, sadness. She'll bounce back, I'm confident of that. Yeah. I won't, say, after Colston. You know our new slogan? Mindy Pendant. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Radio. We quite often do stuff where we respond to things that people would message in, like on the day, like, um, you know, or, or even last week with mm. um, with Mindy. Interaction, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah, some of it goes back a bit further. Uh, I've got an email here. Just listening to an episode of the podcast from 28th of September 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Discussed was who called who Mr Fahrenheit. It came to me in a flash. Was it a nickname for Mr Mercury, as in the stuff in thermometers used to measure temperature? That's good. I really hope so. Does anybody know what we're talking about? (laughs) Yes, in... um don't stop me now by Queen. He said that they, they call me Mister, call me Mister Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. He says. Yes. Mm. I always thought it was from his days when he worked at the meteorological office, and they all had nicknames. Oh, like right. Mister Warm Front. Is, that, is it quite sort of carry on, Mister Fahrenheit? <laughs> yeah. But Mercury, that is a good. Uh, Wet That's and windy—is that the sort of thing you think? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm always a bit shocked, actually. Whenever the news comes on, absolute, and they do the weather. Yeah. Cat Wright, I think it is. Oh yeah. Because I always think of Bonanza when she says her name. Because Bonanza, the popular western series from the late '60s, the family were called the Cartwrights, and I always think, oh, so close. Right. Um, and she'll say it's going to be uh, 22 degrees today or whatever, 71 Celsius. And I always think, who's that for? Mm-hmm. Who's sitting at home saying, never mind that, what Celsius is it going to be? Well, it's difficult, isn't it, when these things change. By the way, that email was from Jim, and they had, um, having read Frank and Emily's fantastic autobiographies, surely it's time for the cockerel to complete oh, the triumvirate. That would be, be good. Um, the cockerel crows. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frank, I heard. <laughs> it's got to happen. I think I heard um, 
on Radio 4 once when I was pottering about. I used to have Radio 4 on in the car. Mm. And, um, uh, well done. And, and they said, I think it was of, of Freud, maybe Lucian, who said that <laughs> they, they have no biography. They said... And I thought, oh, I feel a bit like that sometimes. I feel a bit too beige to... Well, I think um, creatives, mm-hmm. um, I think uh, W.A. Jordan, the poet, said that yeah. um, he, he, he wasn't a man who did things, he was a man who thought things. All oh, right. Oh, well, that's good. I'm in good company. Oh, for, that's uh, nice. Having <laughs> said that, I've read a couple of his autobiographies and he did quite a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I, can see, I can see why he didn't want them in print. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Good had... Catholic, though. <laughs> he wasn't actually. But, you know, he was, he was, uh, was he a bad Catholic? Was he a Catholic? No, he was. He was uh, an Anglican. Oh, okay. It's okay. <laughs> Chris, Nowadays, I'll take that. Yeah. Chris Q, what was it? Lapsed up to the eyeballs, dear. Oh, <laughs> lapsed up to the eyeballs. <laughs> Chris Q has been in touch. Whatever happened to honking your car horn at couples kissing on the pavement as you drive past? I did it today and it was immensely enjoyable. Haven't done it since 1998. <laughs> I, I, I'm not aware of that. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a tradition. I yeah. mean, I've occasionally muttered get a room. That's uh, Yeah, but I can't. That's because you live in Manchester. In London, they can't get a room. <laughs> <laughs> get a room um, at your parents' house. <laughs> No, well, um, I don't know that. I like the idea of it, so it's slightly intrusive. But it's all, it, is, it is a sort of warm-hearted, ah, oh, you know, love, ha-ha, you characters. It's got a bit of that about it. I was at the bus stop once and a couple started, um, I'm going to say snogging. They were really very heavily oh, involved. Right. And they oh. started leaning on me and I, I became aware <laughs> of the fact that if I moved, they would have both fallen to the ground. They must have thought I was some sort of support strut. What did the you do stop. then? Did I you... just stood there embarrassed. I could feel their hearts, their, their, their twin hearts beating in my did shoulder you muscle. Did you, miss, did you miss your bus when it came? No, no, did luckily it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a sort of bus stop where only one bus came, so we all got on it together. Oh, but, that's um, nice. Yeah, it was the closest I'd been to any uh, amorous activity for about four years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. on Absolute Radio. Frank, can I share something with you, which is a callback to... As long as it's not a hypodermic needle, yes. (laughs) Good to have a rule. You've got to have rules in life. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd moved on from that period (laughs) in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, You asked recently what makes you feel empowered. I don't know if you literally asked that, but you shared a moment. I was talking about when I stood up on a bus um, and and opened the windows. It was a bit stuffy and I really felt like there was a lot of pressure on me that everyone was staring at me, but I just, I went and I did it like a, like, you know, like a mighty, like Marconi inventing um, whatever he invented. Radio? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> this um, medium that we're on. Yeah, that. <laughs> Thanks, Marconi. <laughs> well, Jim Baxter had a similar experience Jim to you. Baxter. Slim Jim Baxter. Rangers in Scotland and yeah. Sunderland, the man who sat on the ball against England. Jim has this to say. Similar, putting the blind down on the train to block intense sunlight oh, yeah. when the window spans several seats, it makes me feel like a free-thinking pioneer willing to stand apart from the common herd who all secretly want the blind down but are lost in bourgeois timidity. Well, that's beautifully put. I'm not 
Is that from Alexi Sale? <laughs> I'm not. Um, Going on about the bourgeois. Swallowed a dictionary. <laughs> no, I love that, Jim. I'm not. I'm not 100 uh, that he is um, correct. I think what happens often is you do that, and four people want it down, and the other two are thinking, "I didn't want that turn," mm. and that guy's got up and done it. But um, as I said to my partner recently, it's hard to achieve anything in life without being hated by someone. Was it a Chairman Mao quote or...? No, it was me. <laughs> it was me. I'm not very good on that. I don't, think I, could, on I don't think I could do a Chairman Mao. Um, <laughs> even if, if you offered me £50 now for a Chairman Mao quote, I'm not sure I could come up with one. I've thought of a couple of times that I've felt very empowered in life. I've only done this maybe twice in, in life, but it's a, it's a good thing when I do do it, and that is pull up at the traffic lights and tell somebody if they've only got one brake light. Oh, there. yes. All right, Grace Jones. I feel like that. a good citizen. It makes me feel like a marshal. <laughs> <laughs> like a marshal of the road. Just keeping COVID an eye. marshal ready to start. <laughs> keeping an eye on everything. Do you know what I mean? Well, on that note, Al, Andrew Sharp has got in touch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Saying, you're saying um, you're, you're, you're reversing lights, not off. <laughs> no, he might okay. be a relative of Pat, in which he case might. he'd be saying, woo, woo. Do you remember that was Pat Sharp's jingle? Oh, was it? It used to say, Pat Sharp, woo, woo. Uh, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh. Um, Andrew Sharp says, in terms of uh, what makes you feel empowered, he's responded to that. Waving someone who's driving a van or lorry into a parking spot. Yes. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have the guts to do that anymore, I think. Um, anymore? <laughs> yeah, I used to do it, but now I think people people have got more hostile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think they might take it as, a, as an insult in some way. Mm. I, um, I tell you, when I... I don't do this, but I see people... Um, you know when I say some people hate you for for doing things like that, I'm I'm a man who I I'm I, I follow rules. I I've as I've said on here before. I think I don't think I've ever eaten an after eight mint before eight o'clock. That's <laughs> the kind of guy I am. And um, I stop if the if the green man isn't green, I stop. Right. You know I wait for it mm, to go mm. green so I can cross. And some people absolutely delight in getting across on the red man while uh -huh. you're... And I've seen people do it, and they really look like, I, I don't run with the herd. Look at me, look at me crossing <laughs> on the red man. Yeah, look at you, losers. It's people like me that change the world. They really look so full of themselves. And, of course, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that didn't want a motorbike to come round the corner and knock them over. <laughs> mm. But um, they, they really make you feel like a, like a fool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I don't wait. I don't wait for orders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Did I tell you I was watching the Ken Burns country music documentary yes. series? Brilliant. I don't know if you told us on air or off. I think air, I did say on air, and it, it was brilliant. And they did a bit about Johnny Cash dying, and I cried when Johnny Cash died, but I cried all over again watching oh, right. it on this thing. And not only did I cry, mm -hmm. but I, I, made, I did make, make a noise crying. I did that level of crying at this Johnny really? Cash thing. 
And I did think, what wouldn't it be a lovely texting? What celebrity death would make you do make a, um, make a noise cry? Do you think? Oh, I've got so many. Do you think? I, I'd like to offer up. Uh, I don't have many left now. You see. I'd like to offer up Alan Bennett. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. And uh, mother went to Ripon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dwelling up now. I thought of it. Don't. Mother said, "How old was Churchill?" I said, "When." <laughs> um, yeah. So, any celebrity deaths that would make you do make a noise crying? Bob Dylan, of course. Uh, Tom Baker. Off the top of my head. And any lovely. Doctor this Who, of a, course. This is a lovely topic. It is. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, maybe we shouldn't do it. Morning, I'm, everyone. I'm yeah. tearing it. I'm, I'm tearing it down. It was, it was a mistake. We had a little uh, meeting this week, didn't we? I didn't want you to feel left out, Al. We see. Oh, you've both got biographies. We had a... Uh, <laughs> you've both yeah. been meeting up. It was we the young people who've, people who've written biographies we had, uh, meeting. We had, we had a, big, a big rendezvous, yeah. as they say, in the Atkinson household. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, it was uh, Emily interviewed me. It's always a bit odd when you, you're interviewed by someone you know well. Yeah. Um, and uh, now we, I'm going to do a little. Can I do a little test on you, Al? Sure. Yeah. We were interviewed um, for a, uh, a a sort of online conference organised by. So this company is organising um, online conferences, and and it's sort of about. I suppose, publicising stuff on the internet. Now, they're called IAB. What's your <laughs> guess that that stands yeah. for? We all sat around before get, trying to guess what it was. IAB. Mm. It's a tricky... It's a bit of a hospital pass on life, right? In, yeah. Internet Advice oh. Bureau. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, very whoa. good. No, it's whoa. not. It is. It's in, no, well, it's Internet Ad Advertising Bureau. Oh, is it? But well done. I was really pleased I'd got Bureau. I could only think of two... I could think I went of with a, FBI, to be well, honest. Well, exactly. If you think Bureau, you think FBI. I like that you went Advice Bureau, because that shows you're a child of the 70s. That's a very 70s concept, the Advice but Bureau. But that's good, because I'd forgot citizens of... I could only think of, in the bureaus, I could only think of um, Bureau de Change and uh -huh. the FBI. But you're quite right, citizens. What, what's your... Um, any other obscure... Any bureaus? 8, 12, 15. What's your favourite bureau? Famous bureaus. <laughs> mm. Is it... Um, is it furniture a bureau? Yes. What is like it? Like a writing yes. desk. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway, that was... Oh, um, I was learning all sorts today. That, really? That was uh, what about IAB. We went to a very... Where it took place... Oh, yeah. The IAB interview. So, so does that mean that we playing... It wasn't just online. It was actually in person. No, we actually... I don't know why. You, you met... No masks... Well, be, we, well, you know what surprised me? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it was very hipster, the whole setup, wasn't it? Well, it was young media people. It was young media. In other words, I think ev almost everyone I meet who works in the media is a slight modification of, I would say, 1984 Morrissey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, that particular style is stock, hasn't it? Mm. People wearing glasses who you think maybe don't need glasses. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. What about when no, Frank... No, no, nice. I'm more drawn to 2020, Morrissey, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, what about when Frank, Al, we walked into the reception and there was all these speciality teas, weren't there? They had... Uh, well, except tea. I don't think they had what oh. I would call tea. Well, they oh, had something. Annoying, we noticed there was a tea called the Earl of Grey. 
And we decided that's what you'd get if you went to one of the Top Gear presenters' houses. <laughs> so it's fancy uh, the Earl of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> but there was... Um, what did I go for? I'll tell you exactly what you went for. You went for feisty turmeric guru. Feisty, oh. not feisty. Yeah, I say that. I'll oh. tell you there's a reason why I say that, and I'll explain in a minute. What a cliffhanger this turned out to be. <laughs> That'll keep them listening. Frank Skinner. And um, we were, I think we were mid um, fe- fe- feisty, feisty, feisty. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, it's an well. This is the history. Gather round by mm. the fireside. I wish this was set to acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bank once. This would have been mid to late eighties, and. A gentleman attempted to push in front of me. This is in a North London suburb. And I said, excuse me, there is a queue, you know. Mm -hmm. And he turned round to me, and it was all sort of quite civilised, but he he broke that. And he said, oh, shut up, you feisty cow. (gasps) Oh, that dates it, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's one of these, he's been been angry, but I think he's got the pronunciation wrong. No. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. I was unsure of this word, and then I remember my sister saying, well, everyone knows what feisty means. Feisty was, is a London slang term, or was, which means similar to feisty. Oh, okay. It means basically, it means it's a bit more aggressive. So as a result, having grown up in London, I've always said feisty and ignored the feisty, correct oh. pronunciation. Oh, OK. OK, wow. thank you. You made that whole thing up. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I mean, we all make mistakes. There's no need to make up some elaborate... I promise, you can check with my family. Oh. Do you know something... Speaking of... speaking. Oh, my sister. Speaking of... No, you feel bad. <laughs> that's, that's cruel to bring that out. Um, John D- John Dillinger, apparently, when he was arrested, they said, why, do you, why did you rob banks? And he said, that's where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulously... <laughs> Logical. Um, yes, anyway, so... Uh, you were interviewed. I was interviewed. Well, you were interviewed. Oh, yeah. Emily, yeah. Did, Emily did a great job. And at the end of it, the, the young media people all applauded when we finished. Oh, just nice. in a Just in a, you know, a studio. It was a bit... It was a bit... Um, it was the proverbial, and you you know, as a stand-up, you'll know this, it was the, the streaky single to third man applause. Yeah. Oh right. You know what I mean? It's a thick, thick edge. <laughs> oh. But um, I realised that during lock lockdown and the post lockdown, semi lockdown period, uh-huh. I've been slightly suffering from applause withdrawal. There has not been much applause in my life. Yeah. And oh. I realised now when I heard that, you know, it, it was it was a bit of a gateway drug for me. I thought, oh, God, yeah, that's what I've been. Missing. Shall we? Is that what you're asking? No, do don't, no, don't, don't do it. No, I never, get, I never, I never like to ask for it. That, that's why I've been a music get act. Get some of the off-air off people to come in and just. Oh, do you know? There's nothing sadder than I find the studio. The, sometimes the radio studio applause, you got it, the ripple can be a bit tragic. Um, Steve Wright in the afternoon when I was at school was oh, one yeah. of my favourite things. That's really yeah, funny. But it was. Uh, I got a notebook. Oh, uh, great. Um, Emily actually spoke up and said, can Frank have one of these notebooks? Spoke up. It was, it was a great moment. And I went out the next day and bought 
a propelling pencil, even though I've got about four, yeah. I just felt celebratory. It was part of my own applause. I spent nine quid on a propelling nine. pencil. Nine? Nine quid. Goodness Do you know, me. that was Why an propel- awful... Does it propel, though? I just put it on the back of my uh, kayak... And we uh, money to burn. We right. uh, we went off. There was some. <laughs> there was an awkward moment though, Al, when the makeup I'm sure artist. There was. <laughs> well, the, the makeup artist said she was doing my hair and makeup, and All she right. said, "Oh, would you like me to give your hair a touch up, Frank?" And I said, "Oh, that'd be nice, Frank." <laughs> and Frank said, "No." Oh, did you? Yes. I don't. I think you have to. You know, you have to be who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. Yeah. <laughs> of which more later. Exactly. I, I, this is my midlife crisis. <laughs> Do. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner with my life. I'm with Emily <laughs> Dean and. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Frank, there's a perfume called My Way. I might go and have a smell of it. What do you think about wearing a perfume called My Way? Mm. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'd only wear it, I think, if uh, if it was... Get- no, I don't, I'd never wear it. I mean, it's, you know? it's a bit no. dishonest, though, isn't it? Because if, it is, <laughs> if you're going to do things your way, smell of yourself. Like, really just smell of you. Do you know what I mean? All yeah. right, mate. And also... <laughs> don't cover it up with some... I don't know if there's anything more embarrassing on telly at the moment than Johnny Depp sitting on a prairie with an advert. Is it for Sauvage or oh, something is it? like that? Oh, no, Sauvage, yeah. yeah. And it's just him looking intense and you think, it's perfume, mate. Yeah. You perfume, mate. Can you look a bit ashamed <laughs> rather than yeah. intense? Do you need more shame? Well, I happen to like you perfume, but I'll leave you gentlemen it's to all, your cigars. It's all right for it to like you. <laughs> yeah. it, it brings up the question, how much money does a person need? I'm just glad life. we've moved on from Frank's woeful sounding my life on the radio <laughs> at the start of this link. Um, my way? Uh, 559 has texted in. Uh, you're running one of those oddball texts that you do. Um, okay. What what <laughs> other bureaus have you heard of? Mm-hmm. We've had writing bureau, um, but you were suggesting that the only bureaus you really knew were the Bureau de Change and FBI. The you, FBI. You came up with the uh, Citizens Advice Bureau. Does, that, does it still exist, the CAB? The CAB, so. yeah. I think okay. so. 559 has texted, Hi, Frank and Co. I have worked in a police fingerprint bureau for 16 years. Wow. When we integrated the footwear bureau... No, they didn't. We became the identification bureau. <laughs> we identify crime scenes marks of of many kinds that's from natalie in wakefield well, so um the footwear would be like when they do um like muddy footprints foot, yeah mud, the classic the, um, muddy footprints outside oh. the bank <laughs> oh your classic footprint <laughs> yeah it's usually just outside the broken window isn't yeah, it the, there's, the house there's window, a sort of a really. tim, yeah. timberland boot <laughs> yeah. print size 10 <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, that... Wow, that exciting. Sounds like you've already identified the perp. <laughs> I think I'm... Uh, the what? The, the perp. perp. The perpetrator. I, oh. love, a, I love a perp. I didn't even realise how good he is familiar with that. Well, you get it more in the American procedural dramas, Yeah, you don't Frank. like the American stuff, do you? I know. I, um... <laughs> you, I tell you the sort of dramas Frank likes. He likes, oh, you're nicked, mate. Yeah. No, I well, just... Well, 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 what have we got here? <laughs> I just watched... Watchman, so that is who watches the Watchman. Me, right. 
Um, and I think it's the best television series. I, it, obviously, I exclude Douglas Who and Match of the Day. But uh-huh. I mean, it's, I think it's the best thing I've ever seen on the television. It completely blew my mind. That's American. Yeah, but you like Merlin. I do. Merlin. I, I love Merlin. <laughs> Uh, you like Merlin. It sounds like a verb, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, I often Merle at the weekends. <laughs> I'm, I'm a member of a Merlin club. Any other bureaus? Uh, there not so far. There aren't that many, are there? Don't think there are so many. Mm. Um, that thing, the crime scene stuff, reminds me of when I organised a terrible, terrible children's entertainment ukulele act for my kids' oh, birthday yeah. party. They were terrible. Terrible. I remember, I remember the fallout from that. And they also said, we'll do the goodie bags. And the goodie bags had like a sticker and one sweet and uh, some uh, some bubbles. And I said it looked like the sort of bag that forensics take away <laughs> from a crime scene rather than a goodie bag. Franka, Dave-O Sydney. Dave-O! I don't know if it's Dave-O Sydney, as oh. in Daniel O'Donnell, or oh. da- Dave-O Sydney. OK. Has uh, pointed out that the Mortgage Advice Bureau oh. is based in... What is a mortgage? Well, firstly, <laughs> more of your relatable material. Um, Frank, do you want to guess which area in London, Greater London, yeah. I'm calling it, it might be based in? The Mortgage oh. Advice Bureau. Well, it's not to do with mortgage, it's just an area quite close to your heart. Oh, I, I I've know. got a guess. Go what on, Al. Bank. Lovely guess. It's actually Coulston. Oh, oh it's Coulston. in Coulston. Oh, that is Coulston. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, six six seven. Paul has said there's a new bar just opened in Litchfield called the Bureau. So-called because it is next door to Dr Johnson's birthplace. Had a drink there this week. Hold it, so-called because I don't... I'm guessing he wrote... On a bureau? Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that might be the tenuous on. link that he's going for. Come on, I can't... I've had... I've got some lovely bureaus. Uh, Eddie O'Keefe... My dad used to be the head of the Oxford Detective Bureau. That again sounds so cool, doesn't Did it? Did they only detect in Oxford? <laughs> That's yeah, what I, I want to know. I suspect so. <laughs> Endeavour Morse. You can imagine that. They did a lot of bicycle tyre prints mm. on uh, on waste ground and... Mm-hmm. Like that. Is that a bit of? A, that's quite a big mo, isn't it? Uh, that Morse's first name is Endeavour. I didn't know that. Did you not? There's a lot I don't know. That's one of the questions I always fantasise if I was on Millionaire, that would come up. But isn't there a spin-off series called Endeavour? I believe there is now, yeah. My fantasy million-pound question on uh, who wants to be a millionaire is which county did WG Grace play cricket for? Oh, right. And I I am an R for a bit and they're they're there. And I say, I've got a sense. And then I mention... This is honestly a daydream of mine. I mention on the way that his brothers, A.M. Grace and P.M. Grace, were known as Morning and Afternoon. That was their nicknames, because they were called A.M. and P.M. Oh. And then I say, you know what, I think it was Gloucestershire, and then all the confetti comes down oh, and I'm nice. a national hero. Do you sometimes fantasise, and I say this to you as someone who's done the show several times and won a significant amount of money for charity on it. And bombed. As well. No, but oh, you and you? David Baddiel won a lot, didn't yeah. you? How much yeah. did you win? 
250? It was, it was either that or 150. It was 250, I think. It was a lot. Amazing. It was one of the best ones. I often fantasise about how I'll deal with the million pound question. Yes. Mm. Yes. Just that um, waking up the next morning <laughs> and just lying in bed thinking, wow, that's brilliant. And getting up and going to clean your teeth and there's a little bit of gold ticker tape in your hair. <laughs> oh, man. I'm surprised you guys have got the time to write biographies when you spend this much time fantasising about millionaire. Well, I just, I daydream. That's the thing. I must have a productivity hack going on. I think it's very underestimated daydreaming. 737 has pointed out the Alcohol Advisory Bureau used to be opposite the Students' Union in Belfast. Perfect. (laughs) And um, Sneaky Tips says, Hi team Frank, Ian here. In the 70s I worked for the Post Office Investigation Bureau, possibly the oldest detective force in the world, being founded in 1793. Wow. There you go. That is... uh, I think the Bow Street Runners was pre-1793. Because it was started by... Um, but I think they were detectives. Weirdest reason to start a pub fight ever. <laughs> I think Henry Fielding, who wrote Tom Jones, was uh, was one of the instigators of the, of the Bow Street Runners. Bow Street Runners. Um, Here we are then on... Um, stuff. Absolute hey, Radio, a, where I've real detective history matters. I've got a question. This has been plaguing me for quite some time. I cooked a meal. This is probably maybe even a month ago. Perhaps even two... I think my son is playing mind games with me. I'll tell you that. That's the top and bottom of this. We've we've all eaten the meal. I think it was, you know, some cottage pie or something that oh. I'd knocked together that I thought you was pretty... You made it from yeah, scratch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, golly. And uh, so we finish it, and I'm expecting a compliment, and my son leans back and says, that was a meal. Oh. Not that was a great meal, not that was a bad meal. And then he just looks at me as if to go, this is going to wreck your head, isn't it? And Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> and it has. <laughs> it's <gasps> truly messed with my head. That, that was, was a, a meal. meal. Does it mean it just about qualified as a meal? Or yeah, was it, I think was it so. a meal as in if the platonic ideal yeah. of a yeah. meal? Yeah. It's all about tone. I mean, did he say... Well, that was a meal. Yeah, I mean, he or... hasn't eaten since because I, I need more <laughs> I think the question did, did it have a question mark? That was a meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you understand my difficulty here, guys. Now that is uh, buzz. It's that really good to Kat, share. Kat knocked something over in the kitchen, my partner, and Buzz, my child, the other way, went, went, oh, what an incident. <laughs> <laughs> and I just... <laughs> He works for the Incident Bureau. Oh, yes. There probably is one of those. Yeah. Incidentally. I had a friend who used to laugh like that. (laughs) We've heard, haven't we, Al, from uh, Paul Hughes and Gateshead who says, uh, Morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. My grandma also used to point out good Catholics on television. Mm. This is something you were saying that uh, you would do for your father's benefit. Mm, my dad was from the North East, of course. Mm. So, uh, oh, it's the same branch. Same branch. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul says, the only one I specifically remember her saying it about, that's his grandmother, was the comedian Tom O'Connor, 
Yes. When he was host of the crossword-based game show Crosswits. Consequently, he's right in my mental list of, you know, famous Catholics with the likes of Frank. I mean, this is quite a crowd. Yeah. Frank, Bruce Springsteen. Is he... Wait for the rest of the... Baptised in the USA. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear the rest of your crew? Delia Smith? No. No. What? Is she? She's big time. Used to be daily. Let's be having you. Yeah? Uh, Frank, Bruce Springsteen, Patsy Kensit. Didn't know that. Wait for it. Faye Dunaway. What a crew. But it doesn't count if they're lapped <laughs> up to the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. No, um, no Childs. Childs no, didn't get a no, look in. No, oh, it's a, a, a shame. They don't include the converts. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Interesting. I, I mean, we do. I'm on about the general public. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How did we get talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like my life. Honestly, my life. <laughs> um, whatever you think about that. Oh, here's a, a question. Uh-huh. Um, somebody said to me, um, asked me about half term or something. They said, just planning ahead. And yeah. I said, well, what other kind of planning is there? Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought, and, oh, this um, is why I love being around you. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they, they took it a bit. I could see them a bit, oh, here we, here we well, go. We're having a difficult morning. <laughs> no, <laughs> I thought it was a perfectly... Who did you say that to? What do you mean? I, I, I do a lot of that retrospective planning. Yeah. Planning of things that have already... Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, they call that the rewriting of history. Retrospective yeah. planning. Yeah, so that... that some people do a well. version of that where they'll just write a to-do list of things that they've already done so that they feel a sense of achievement. Is that... They yeah. don't. Oh, yeah. no. A done li- list? Yeah, I think so. No. Oh. I'm going to start, anyway. Not Frank. <laughs> it's a bit self-aggrandising, isn't it? I, I like did it. this, I did that today. <laughs> Not Frank, I, I like it. I like the reference to the... <laughs> Alan likes that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I have to tell you, both of you... Oh, I never thought I'd reach this point in life. I've disco- I found myself honestly saying the other day, I really love this road. I found a favourite road, like oh. a trunk road, like a motorway. But like, a lot of people say I love this road. This is yeah. Can I share my favourite road with you? Go on. It's the A11. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about that? It you sounds romantic when you, <laughs> when you call it that. <laughs> yeah. Well... There is a fabulous... Uh, there's a war memorial on it. Are you familiar with its work, the I, A11? Yeah, a bit. Well, I don't know if I know where the A11 is. I'll tell you what is. I liked it, Frank. It's it's a sort of road that goes London to Norwich, Suffolk, mm-hmm. it's that oh, vibe. Oh, it's one of those, a cat flap to Clacton. <laughs> <laughs> I love that play. Yeah. <laughs> Can I, I tell think, you what uh, I liked Liverpool, it? Liverpool Street Station used to advertise itself as the gateway to the Fens, <laughs> which is always very nice. Frank, there's a lovely smattering of the brown interest signs. Oh, that's nice. Oh, is that? Which I know you you like those. And I thought... What, gents and ladies? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I saw, and I thought this is so Frank. They've got the uh, the Anglo-Saxon... Village. Have they? He's in. This, he's in. He's you know what? I think I've been there. I think I went there on tour. And it's got Go Ape. It's got everything. It's Go Ape uh, and yeah. Ape. Uh, yeah. Yes. Sanctuary. Funnily enough, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said sanctuary, <laughs> but uh, an apiary. 
Yeah. Oh, that's for bees. That's for bees. Confusing. I wish people had sort out their um, animal housing titles so they were less confusing. A thing just happened during that song that I never thought would happen. I um, sat and chatted to Emily <laughs> with great enthusiasm about motorways. And I, there's a bit of me that thinks, my work here is done. If we keep this show up another year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's talking to me about kettlebells and martial arts. And I just, there was, I honestly found myself thinking as I was cruising down the A11 slash M11. Not actually a motorway, the A11. No, it becomes the M11. Thank you very much for asking. And we all become the M11. And it is as okay. the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. Uh, uh, trunk Road. Can we go say Trunk Road? Is that Trunk Road, Al? A11? That sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like the elephant in the room. <laughs> I. There's probably an elephant adventure park knowing that, yeah, knowing the A11. Uh, I found myself thinking stunning Rothood. Elephancy, it would be called. Lovely. Yeah, well, what we were, this is the kind of exciting stuff. I think everyone thinks we talk about um, <laughs> high-profile celebrity gossip, but what we actually right. talk about is stuff like how good motorway driving is. Yeah, mm. it, this is really the most the radio show has ever become like a comedy store dressing room because the comedy, people, people in comedy clubs, they think that the backstage is full of gossip or, you know, yeah. nefarious activities, and it's quite often a middle-aged man saying, but do you use the A50 when you're doing... <laughs> Well, also, men will talk about route. men will talk about routes. Oh, the A50s. Well, can I just say, really I promise, that I know I've got slight mentionitis with the A11, <laughs> but on <laughs> my okay. is it because you're an Arsenal fan? <laughs> and they could be called the A11. That's good. Do you yeah. know that it's not way, just good; it's beyond good. The way that Cristiano Ronaldo is called CR7. That's why he's he's yeah. known. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that, Frank. So. But um, my final A11 um, bit of info: I discovered. Uh, not that I've been Googling its name obsessively. It's an original Roman road. Oh. Based on, and I think that's why I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, All, yeah, they, they, they were good at that. <laughs> All roads lead to Rome, they reckon. Is that right? Yes. Uh -huh. like, you need a new way. A to Z, mate. <laughs> Frank, you like the services, don't you? Oh, I, I, there used to be a service near Wolverhampton. <laughs> Uh -huh. Lovely link. How many, if, if all the clicks of radio switching off then across Britain, <laughs> probably, if, if they've all done it simultaneously, China will be engulfed in a tidal wave. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was called Truck Stop. Do you remember these? And they were aimed essentially at truckers. They had a display case of those horns that you pull a sort of thing down to make them blast. Oh, this one's good. And had a whole selection of country and western CDs, but they had the biggest portions of food. It's great. I don't I know if they it. still exist, but I'd love to know. 8, 12, 15, Truck Stop. Question mark? Yeah, I, I like it. I, we, I, we were saying that they are nowhere um, motorway services. That's what's great about them. Yeah, they're they a are a limbo. Are they? they are limbo in driving life. Mm, mm. They are a pause in existence. You're doing your poetry podcast now. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> making a damn How's fool of myself. How to enjoy poetry? My thanks, Skinner. <laughs> this week, motorway <laughs> services. Frank Skinner. We've had a few text-ins from people... You were 
You were reminiscing, I would say, about uh, the truck stop cafe near Wolverhampton. It, it was the service station, especially for truckers, where it was brilliant. Grob. Well, you would call it grob. It's the food that has to be called grob. But I was really trying to find out if there was any left. I could go and check them out. Well, there's a bit of debate about that. They don't realise it, but um, Phil and uh, Twinny disagree with each other. 764 Phil says, yeah, Frank, it's still there, commonly known as Greasy Lils. That's from Phil. And uh, Twinny from Birmingham, I'm going to have to slightly edit the last part of this, that truck stopped by Wil- Wolverhampton has long gone, nightmare at night, and then suggests that um, uh, ladies would bang on the doors all night offering stuff. Ah. Um, cer- oh. Certain types of yeah, work. Yeah, I get I it. Think. I'm with you. Yeah, well, well that, that wasn't my... My memory of it was the food, mainly, and the shop. Mm. Um, but So we don't know if it's... I think it has gone. I thought there might be others across the country. You never know. Um, well, there was a correctione, wasn't there, I think, about um, Ape, Ape, Apeville. Oh, you yes. You are not wrong, Frank. Uh, I've made... It's not um, Apeville. People are very vexed about going. <laughs> I've gone to a little bit of trouble. Have they gone Ape? They've gone Ape. They've gone absolutely Ape. 800. Go Ape is not, all uppercase, FYI, an Ape sanctuary, three exclamation marks... My apologies, too. Okay. It's an outdoor activity centre with climbing, high wires, etc. Oh, I was hoping that, that after they're saying it wasn't an ape sanctuary to say it's actually the Charles Darwin birthplace. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Oh, it's activity centre. Yeah. That? Oh, I yeah. like a zip wire. And I think I knew that and I just let it slide that you guys had gone... I love that you're sounding so disappointed yeah. with yourself. I mean, in terms yeah. of things you've done, I... I, yeah. I, let... I like that you knew it was a zip wire centre and you let it slide. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, well, it sounds great. I'm sorry. I, don't call it Go Ape, then. Yeah. Call it um, Wired. Oh. Totally Wired. Totally Wired. Oh. Yeah. I wonder what clientele that might get instead of people <laughs> yeah. looking for zip wire. Some of your 90s friends, Hal, and their tie-dye. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can we please discuss something this morning, which is that you're familiar with... Uh, you call him Chris. Other people call him Cristiano Ronaldo. CR7. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> from the A11 to CR7. Yeah, <laughs> everything you say rhymes since you started doing that oh, podcast. Yes, <laughs> uh, Chris has gone. He's broken a record. This is according to a company called uh, GamblingDeals.com. Ah. They sound nice. Yeah. Um, He's bought his girlfriend. They've got a list. That's what they do. They spend a list. They spend their days doing writing up lists of the most expensive engagement rings in football. Oh yeah. He's bought. That is essentially which footballer loves their partner the most. <laughs> if you work for gambling deals and see life in all finance. Yeah. He's uh, he has topped the list with a six hundred and fifteen k ring. Well, you say 615k. The article I read, it starts off calling it 600k and mm. then, like, one photograph later it calls it 615k. And I thought... That's, but that's diamonds are going God, at the moment. I know we're due some hyperinflation because of all the money printing, but I didn't expect it to happen in the same article. 
Well, um, I saw... I knew you'd be across that detail. (laughs) I saw a daytime television advert that said British gold sovereigns was, and I quote, taking America by storm. Are they? You know, there's a lot of gold in daytime uh, adverts. People buying gold, selling... What is going on? Posting gold. It feels very black market. Like, we we advertise this in the day. It's a sort of a daytime television version of the dark net. <laughs> where um, the dark web is it? Where you, where where these these characters operate? I'm going to rummage around the house, see what gold I've got lying around. Yeah, well, Jordan. Um, can I just say Jordan Pickford number two at 500k? Can I can I give you a, st- a stunning gold fact to take us into oh, yeah. the break? No, I will be this the judge is, of that. This is uh, from my eight-year-old son who got this as part of his uh, uh, maths facts things. If you were to, I'm going to leave this as as a as a as a uh, cliffhanger. If you were to melt down all the world's gold into liquid form and pour it into Olympic-sized swimming pools, how many pools would it fill? Three, fifty, or a hundred? This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. We have a missive in from Milo Tiberius Vader. Before we do this, mm-hmm. I'm looking for an answer for my uh, liquid gold Olympic oh, pool quiz. Oh, a cliffhanger. Yeah. <gasps> <clears throat> I've forgotten. Um, can what you re the question? Let's choice, ask it again, it? Frank. If you melted down all the gold in the world that's been found so far into liquid form, mm-hmm. how many Olympic sized pools would you fill? 350 or 100? Olympic sized pools are massive. So. Hang on, is it three options there? 350 50 or 100? Or 100? Yeah. Oh, 350. No, I that's thought it I'm was calling. 350 or 100. No, I'm going to go. <sighs> Uh, I'm going to go 50. I reckon I've got three worth just in the house scattered (laughs) about. You should watch some daytime telly. You could be rich beyond your wildest dreams. I never watch it. (laughs) So into podcasts. Um, Come on, mate. 100. Three. No way. Come on. It's a great fact. A fabulous fact. Oh, it sounds like I overestimated how much I've got around the house. I think you possibly have. (laughs) Do you want to hear from Milo Tiberius Vader? I'll say. MTV. All sorts of presidential things going on in that name. Has he based it on MTV, do you think? Oh, possibly. He is. Uh, he mentions in regards to, we're talking about uh, Chris, Cristiano Ronaldo. Chris Ronaldo. Is it not tradition that rings would be three months' salary? If CR7 earns 600k a week, he's actually been a bit tight. Yeah. Mm. That's a good point. Do you see? So. I didn't know that was a tradition. Three I believe so. Salary. It oh, might be a month's yeah. salary. I think it was a tradition invented by the sellers of engagement rings. Yes, yes. I, I believe you're right. I think that might be where it came from. <laughs> I think also Ashley Cole. I'd have gone four. At the meeting, I said for four, and they went, no, they won't, they won't yeah. buy four. Can you imagine uh, Al going on that rant to Mrs. Cockrell? 
Oh. About the uh, sellers of engagement rings. Did, did you? Did you? Did go, you, pop did up? you go engagement ring? Uh, didn't we? Didn't have an engagement. We no. just, no, as I told you before, it was a conversation. <laughs> oh yes, out of hand, <laughs> and then we were married. It was a proposal <laughs> through an open car window. That's right. Yeah. Although we both do have wedding rings, but both forget to wear them quite regularly. Mm, and well, yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, oh. it's a bit open university <laughs> summer school. I think you can tell that I'm not in the Cristiano Ronaldo spending categories because the other day. I I thought I'd hoovered up my own wedding ring and oh. thought, oh, that's going to be annoying. <laughs> and then about a week later, my wife went, oh, I found it, it's upstairs. So turns out I hadn't. You see if need. But you know, one of my favourite things to remember is uh, found, <laughs> found jewellery anecdotes. Uh, I love, uh, I love them. We lost them and then we bought this fish yeah. and we caught the fish off yeah. the air inside it. It was went. in a cake. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't. It was no. in a drawer upstairs. In the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the there's a weird, there's a oh, weird sorry, thing in the article where it says that Ashley calls £275,000 ring for ex-wife Cheryl mm. is third on the leaderboard. But and I, I know it's a semantic point, but I thought, well, if she's done well to get anything as an ex-wife. That's quite a lot of spending. Mm. But, of course, at the time, well, no, exactly. she would have been a future she wife. A I wife. seem to remember a story about him crashing his car when he That's was offered right. 60k a week. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't he, think he crashed it. No, he had to pull over in shock he, and horror. He pulled horror. over onto the hard shoulder. He, he said he upset. had to swerve. Because he was so insulted. He was so upset. <laughs> yeah, not insulted. It wasn't <laughs> aggressive. It really upset. He was like He was devastated. Yeah. It was devastating. I had the same thing when Absolute only offered me 70000 a week for this. <laughs> what? Me, me admit, Dean and Skinner exchange a look. <laughs> I used to do that in corporate dressing rooms. I'd say, oh, it's a terrible gig, this. But, you know, 20 grand, 20 grand, when I was getting about two, just to see other people look anxious and upset and then be on the phone. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Roy Rockcliffe has got in touch with a quite a technical addendum. I like his name, Roy Rockcliffe. Yeah. Um, uh, to Buzz's multiple choice conundrum. Okay. Read the how much gold? Gold. Yeah. Good. Do you know I love that. Didn't Christian O'Connell play that every time um, Britain got a gold in the Olympics? Oh, did he? Yeah. Didn't Absolute Radio play it something like seven times a day? Did they? Yes, I believe so. I'm sure the um, no repeat guarantee. Mm. Mm. The controller will run in in his tracksuit bottoms to tell us either way. (laughs) He gets very upset when I allude to that incident that did happen. (laughs) Frank, are we accounting for anyone swimming in these pools at the time of estimation? Swim in molten gold? (laughs) Who do you think you are? Shirley Eaton? As there will be displacement, so less gold, or they melt to form a surface crust. Now, that's interesting. How are you imagining the gold? It might tell you a lot about our imagination. When you mentioned the golden swimming pool, I imagined it hard. Oh, right, like massive bullion. Yeah, well, you know, you know, you gotta, you gotta melt it to get it in there. Oh, I didn't see it as golden water. It had to be at first, and then it goes Mm. hard. Yeah, but I mean, then how do you get it out? Imagine trying to lift that out of an Olympics for Toffee pop. hammer. Just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to those? I'd, I'd get a pneumatic drill. I wish I'd like kept now. The streets with. I wish I'd kept every 
Toffee Am I ever had and add them all on a, on a rack oh, next yeah. to each other. Oh, that wouldn't have looked creepy. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Some are very beautiful, but I don't know if they still do. They still exist. They still exist. There's one in the uh, Cochrane kitchen, in fact. Oh, yeah, but that could be from yesteryear. You're right. Can we could, as go back to Chris, please? Let's go back to Chris off um, off Toffee. So we should also say on uh, Gamp. What are they called? The uh, gambling oh, deal. Gamble, gamble. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that, by the way, it had a, it had, they produced the league table of most yeah. expensive football uh, engagement. Thieves Guide. Yeah. And at the bottom of it, it, it said um, study by gambling deals. And I thought, study? Right. <laughs> How much studying was involved to get these facts? Not Googling. like a PhD, Google, Google to buy gambling deals. I like, yeah. Frank, I like the idea of an academic, maybe with a tweed jacket, maybe with some leather epaulets, coming back home and saying, his wife saying, what have you been up to today? And him saying... I've been in the reading room at the British Library <laughs> looking up um, the prices of footballers' engagement rings, yes. um, darling. There um, was a strange little bit of... Um, Almost football financial news in in a Daily Mail article that I read about this, and it said um, Neymar, you know the footballer Neymar, oh, yes. oh, yeah. he recently made the brave switch from Nike to Puma. It said his Nike. football boots, Nike, I think. Nike, yeah, <laughs> Nike. Okay, but is that a brave switch? Well. Oh. I know we don't use words the way we used to, but brave. I mean, I know a yeah. few firefighters, and I don't think they're saying, oh, well, it's all very well us running into burning buildings, but you know the footballer Neymar has recently switched from Nike boots yeah. to it's Puma. A, it's probably a big step when you change your sponsor for these guys. But is it brave? Oh, Unless I've misread it and actually he's wearing Puma. Oh, I remember when uh, Colton Palmer used to get the bus... To training. <laughs> did he? Oh, yeah. He did. Did he really? Now, so long ago. Now, uh, Chris, we should say that this came off the back of this news, read the engagement ring. Um, there was... They were showing the Piers Morgan interview. Ah, yes. Which he'd done... He did it a while back, did he, Frank, I it's, believe? It's like, I would say he did it in the autumn of 2019. Yes, yes. And uh, I caught up with it. Oh, I watched it then. Oh, did you watch it oh, live? Yeah. Christiana and Alda are What about when he said... Uh, did the whole thing with no shirt on. Did he really? <laughs> no, not really. I would believe that of him. What, what about when what they said... Um, he's got that. Yeah. Come what? on. Come on, Em. It's a great six-pack he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's properly, not really... He doesn't do it for me. I've got to looks, be honest. He's got a stomach like a vineyard. Yeah. Sort of, it's layered. I bet he has to dust it. Yeah. I bet he gathers dust like a, like shell. We're talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, not Piers Morgan. No, by no, the way. no. <laughs> but, uh, Piers Morgan did say that's more like an Anglo-Saxon burial mound. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Would you like to hear what three nine seven has to say? In Who wouldn't? Well, They're usually good for an aphorism. Especially when you learn it's in regards to the Johnny Depp Au Savard oh, ad. Oh, that advert. Which I know you have strong feelings on. Yes. A 397. Used to like Johnny Depp. Yeah. Turns out. Didn't we all, dear? It's a very um, great fool. 
I always shudder at the Johnny Depp Osavage ad in which he's burying jewellery in the desert. If you came across a man dressed like an 1800s dandy wearing eye makeup and burying jewellery in the desert, you'd run for your life. <laughs> That's Johnny, not Depp, from Leeds. Yes, it's... Um... How much do you think he got for it? I think I know, actually. Oh, but do I don't you? Do you? I can say, yes. There you go. You can't say. Why can't you say? Well, I don't know, because I, then it's complicated. Okay. Oh, right. Is it more than <laughs> three grand? <laughs> no, because I think the, P, the Dior PR may have told me, and I don't know. Anyway, it's oh, okay. Story. okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. It's a lot of money, put it this way. Yeah. Frank, can we get talking of a lot of money? There isn't enough money to look that <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't buy self-respect back. They should have you at, after his advert just saying that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I should discover him in the desert and say, Johnny, what are you up to? Yeah. Do you Dude. know what? Frank, I would buy a perfume. You was great in Ed Wood. Now look at you. <laughs> what about um, Eau de Frank... And then the the tagline for the perfume would be Frank turning to camera all sepia toned saying, because you can't buy self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me that uh, Johnny Depp has got a thing in his contract that when he does a movie, they have to, a big post-production thing of um, making him slightly out of focus so you can't see his... his um, wrinkles and things. Oh, really? Mm. Someone told me that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, mm. has it in his contract. Oh, that rock. That they that build... The Rock. The Rock, yeah. <laughs> that they build a full gymnasium for him wherever it is that he's filming. They make him like a... I thought you had that with Absolute. Yeah, I was trying to, but um, they, they'd already said, look... We've... Whereas I have a Krispy Kreme display case <laughs> in my contract. <laughs> Oh. Meanwhile, over on Casa... Speaking of money... Chris, quite. He... We were talking about that Piers Morgan interview, Frank. It was well, a really I'm, good interview. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I really liked Cristiano Ronaldo after that interview. People like him. Well, there was an interesting point, though. I did love it when he... Piers Morgan started, didn't he, with saying, you're number one by miles on Instagram, you've got 182 million followers, you're three times as big as David Beckham on there. How does that feel? And Chris said, to be honest, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but Piers Morgan also said, um, "You're, I think you're the best footballer in the world. And I don't think he should have said that. You Why? Don't. You don't think it's for Piers Morgan to bestow that? Because I think it's a, it's a continuing and interesting debate, the Messi versus Ronaldo debate. And I think to say to him, I think that you've got to question whether that... If he'd interviewed Lean or Messi... Interesting. Journalistically, right. was it... Hmm. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Although I also like my other favourite Chris highlight, I could I could go here for years was um, when they showed his his goal. You know that famous goal. What was it, Frank? It was against Juventus. The overhead kick. Yeah, the overhead kick. And he said, probably one of the best goals I ever see in football. Yeah. Respect. No, I ever scored in football. I've ever seen in the history of the game. This is difficult for me because last. Sunday, I honestly and completely earnestly and sincerely said I will never watch football again, mm-hmm. having watched West Brom lose 3-0 to their first, their first game. I honestly, and I believed it, I completely believed it. Uh. 
terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Honestly, I felt I Did like you? I had flu. Oh, I, it was awful. Topical. I went into the garden and just walked about on my own as if I was advertising Sauvage. <laughs> <laughs> The bride in the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo story is described in the tabloids as uh, shop assistant turned model, mm. which is the way round to do it, isn't it, it? Yes, you don't want to do it the other way around. That is, you know. Oh, my Georgie. I don't know, when you walk past the ladies' hairdressers, there's usually two or three women who you feel could be models easily. Yeah. Models. Ten a penny. Yeah, be an awkward job. She was working I'm, I'm glad a... I don't work for a model agency. I wouldn't want to be approaching women in the street and saying, do you want to come to my model? They think you're up to... I'm not sure something. you'd get a job. I'm surprised Savage. Yeah. I'm surprised Savage <laughs> didn't get uh, Lily Savage. To I'm do. thinking of Storm, thinking Storm Models. I'll tell you who we need on board, Skinner. <laughs> also, if... if <laughs> yeah, but they only look in... Um, they only look in, like, elite clubs for their models. That's why... Why there's the cocaine problem? Whereas I look in, you know, your local uh, hairdressers. Shop assistant <laughs> turned model is one news story. <laughs> Comedian turned model agent's assistant is another one. <laughs> Have you heard? Frank Skinner's giving up show business and now he just walks the streets. <laughs> yeah, stopping, waving and say, here's my card. <laughs> oh, gross. Well, why would that be gross? You'd be launching them into um, fame and fortune. You're right. Yeah, but Speaking... you'd be looking in the outside shoe shop. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a, if there, I think it's just men's in the uh, my local outside shoe shop. Is it only men's shop. in that I, shop? I think it's, yeah. I don't think there's any room for the women's after they put the men's outside shoes in. <laughs> It looks like, you know when you go down the Thames and they've got those things where they have the uh, the rowing boats sort of piled up? It, it looks like that on the racks. It's enormous size, 15 slip-ons and stuff. <laughs> they should be given to the homeless. They're much sturdier than the cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Me- Lionel Messi, oh, by yeah. the way, um, is going to earn 98 million quid this year. Oh, yes. That's a lot, isn't it? Wowie. And he's had a, he's, he's unhappy in his job. He's not. He's, he's been unhappy this. He wanted to leave Barcelona. Not, really? Not happy. I have to say, being Lionel Messi sounds like it's financially weathered the COVID storm better than being Alan Cochran. <laughs> well, well yeah. you say that, but then... <laughs> <laughs> he has got to cope with the coming over... Every time he's here, he has to say, not Lionel... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not as in Blair. Do you think he says that? I, I, I don't think he says much. On the subject of the um, 98 million, it did also say in, in the tabloids that they were his pre-tax earnings. I mean, I don't know a lot about Lionel Messi, but I think his pre-tax earnings quite similar to his yeah. post-tax earnings. I know, I think that's changed now. He's on a suspended oh. sentence. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's tightened up his accounting. <laughs> Somewhat. Oh, I tell uh, you what. Concentrates the mind wonderfully, a suspended sentence. Well, He's got really good at the bookkeeping recently. Do yeah. you know what? I, I love this show. We're getting so grown up. We've done motorways this morning yeah. and uh, tax matters. Good. There you go. But you see, I only only when I went into show business and started meeting people who were writers and stuff like that, did I meet anyone who told me that they really liked their job? When I was growing mm. up in Birmingham, you weren't supposed to like your job. Yeah. 
you why that's what wages were for they were paid they were compensation for unhappiness <laughs> that was that was how it worked when really? i worked in factories nobody said oh god i love this it's great isn't it so that, that's how it is with me. this is what mess is he's, he's not happy at barcelona he's getting 98 million a year be happy takes the edge off it yeah well, Bobby <laughs> Yeah, well, I did it obviously by spending those those wages on alcohol, um, which I found uplifting in the extreme. This is heartwarming. <laughs> um, did, the, did the producer used to tell us when we got to the end of a list? Has that oh, stopped? ages ago. I think we've been talking for nearly an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank. Elisa Forbes has been in touch. It's nice, not a nice name. Mm. Yeah, it's been something of a running theme this week. The Johnny Depp Au Sauvage. Ad. It has, yeah. Um, dear Frank, I think you should do a follow-up to the Au Sauvage <laughs> advert featuring Johnny Depp wearing necklaces with various religious icons. <laughs> Sorry, and thick eyeliner. You should go and dig up whatever Johnny is buried, only to find it is a treasure chest of brute. Oh, that would be a lovely brute. The great smell of brute. <laughs> brute 33. Oh, yeah. I um, remember an ad for a Christmas ad campaign, which was uh, Brute 33 on the 25th. Do you remember that? Ah, oh, that's good. New, numero- numerological. Um, you know why it was called Brute 33? I think I've got <laughs> this right. I'm working off the top of my head here. Sure. I think brute, the original brute, was um, it was quite strong. And some right. people said we'd like it's a bit. So I think it's thirty-three percent brew, and the rest is water. It's like a milder. Oh, version. diluted. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit like brute light. Yeah, it's the mm. eau de toilette as opposed to the eau de parfum. Um, yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> is the same true with Old Spice that they just had loads and then they um, did a job lot. Yeah, they, yeah, they had spice. Was a bit well, spice, yeah. of course. You're from Manchester, you know, it's a big seller. <laughs> Um, and this was the stuff that was left over. Like when you go on the market, you know, yeah. market stall chocolate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. <laughs> any, We've any... had a Crexione. Uh, oh. Frank, Crexione, oh. I'm sure I won't be the only one to tell you it's pronounced Lionel, uh, as in <laughs> Lionel Richie. Is it? <laughs> I think his parents were fans. That's from I, Alan in Bournemouth. You may be pulling our legs I think Alan's having a laugh is what he's having. Do you think right. so? He's having a bit of a laugh. Can you imagine the parent? How do you pronounce it? Like, you know, a bot, like Lano bot. <laughs> you do get the odd ones. Oliver yeah. I spent, um, you know, as I've said before, we, we used to just say things like Eric Cantona and stuff like that. Mm. And then we all, we all joined, football fans generally across mm. Britain started trying the pronunciations. Yeah. Yes, because you have Jose uh, Mourinho. Well, that one, I thought I got, I got into Jose. I was really going <laughs> to yeah. Jose. And then they said, no, it's Jose. Yeah. Well, well, well who christened him? Someone from Albury. <laughs> <laughs> Now so, you're making us sound like pretentious fools. Well, we are pretentious <laughs> fools. Um, I think that's okay. And last one, uh, 712 has said, Comrades, don't forget the Politburo. That's a good one. How could I have forgot that? One of my favourite, probably Very my favourite bureau. that you forgot that. Is it? Probably, yeah, I think that's my premier bureau. <laughs> Wowee. Oh, all those men at the, uh, the May Day thing, all the guys in the big overcoats and hats. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'd love that. I'd love it. I'd love a 
Politburo May Day Toby Jogs collection, oh, yeah. which was things like well, Brezhnev and uh, Don't Kasiki. spoil it, because Christmas Niche. is coming, yeah, so exactly. let's not spoil the big day. Exactly. Um, anyway, thank you for listening, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out! This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.